hoping you pronounce your name so I do not pronounce Alicia. it. Alicia. Alicia. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is a special episode. As you guys know, like, usually we do a nighttime show, but I actually want to do a noon show. Um, and the fact that I got a special guest to come on at noon is fantastic. Um, so I'll let her introduce herself. Go ahead. The floor is yours, and we will jump into today's topic. Hi, everyone. My name is Alicia Davidson. Um, I'm just joining this podcast. I'm so excited because these are topics that are near and dear to my heart. They're things that I've experienced myself and have made a drastic change in my life. And anything that I can share with, with viewers and others on their journey, I think it's so important to give back um, because we don't have a lot of information available to us um, on how to navigate things in this day and age. I think people are all trying to figure it out with social media, self-rope and relationships and how you navigate all those components. And I think that it's good to start to have these discussions on that it has changed and we need to know how to do that now in this day and age. I like it. I like it. Well, everybody, welcome her to the show. You know, comment in the left. And her social media, if you guys want to follow her, will be down below so you guys can reach out to her, ask her questions, especially after this podcast of how to self-growth and healthy relationships. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how we came together with the topic, and then we're going to break down some some stuff on why it's important. So um, when I reached out to Alicia, um, I said, what do you want to talk about? And she said, well, self-growth and healthy relationships. And I said, well, what does that look like? You know, I mean, because a lot of times we talk about, quote unquote, self growth, but we can never expand on the, I guess, the idea of what it looks like and how to apply it. So let's break down what does self growth look like to you? What does it mean to you personally? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I think a lot of people are stuck on these words that society uses, like, oh, I manifested things for myself, or I... um I'm growing and this is growth mindset and this is my truth. And not to say that those things are negative, but if you don't have solid experience when things hit the fan and life gets hard, then are you actually changing? Because I think the truth of self-growth is it's not easy. And that's why not everyone can do it. Um, because it takes facing your own crap and actually realizing that every human being has flaws and those flaws continue because growth is not like, oh, now I reached this point and I'm okay and I've learned everything this world has to offer and I'm my whole human being now and I'm good to go. You're constantly evolving and changing and learning new things. And you could have a character flaw that comes out later in life that you need to then address. So I think it's a continuous thing that you need to put effort into every day in your habits, in facing your you know negative cycles, looking back on your past trauma um, from even childhood facing those things in order to better understand your your mindset, how your mind works, and how that's affecting your life and your relationships. Wow, that was a very, very lengthy explanation. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Um, I, I will say this, and I love what you said. I think self-growth is reflection, but I think there's an application of action mm -hmm. that always needs to be added to it, right? Because a lot of times, like, we'll make bad decisions or we'll have certain experiences, 
but it's mm -hmm. like when those experiences are still repeating themselves, mm -hmm. when you are using coping net, and I'm, I'm sorry, some people might not like me, coping mechanisms, mm -hmm. like I am manifesting or like my truth. There is no such thing as your truth. There is your mm -hmm. opinion and then there is the truth. Yeah. Um, so there's certain things that like you have to come to terms with and look at yourself and have a deeper understanding to say, mm -hmm. how can I evolve as a human being to be more productive in my day-to-day -day life? Mm -hmm. And I can openly say that self-growth for me was like reading books and listening to audios mm -hmm. and, and certain things that they would talk about, especially mm -hmm. like from relationships, because that's what we're going to be discussing today. Mm -hmm. I was failing because I didn't understand certain concepts like yeah. masculinity and femininity, or I believed in the mm -hmm. Disney fairy tale. So these are things that made me self-reflect and say, oh gosh, you know what? This is why this didn't work out. This is how I can do this. And applying things differently. I think that's real self-growth. Yeah. Other self-growth is like, when you're talking about like like garbage, like manifesting and all that other stuff, mm -hmm. it's coping instead of looking at the reality and, and actually yeah. confronting, hey, I need to evolve as a person. Yeah. And and it's I think a lot of people get stressed out because they think that the coping mechanisms are their answer. You know, like they are making you feel good in the moment. So you think that that must be good for your life in some way, shape or form. But that doesn't mean it's true. So you always need to like, you know, really look at what the, the reciprocation of what you're doing every day. So like, let's say like a bunch of bag of chips, you feel great, amazing, but then you're going to gain weight, right? Of and course. maybe that is going to affect your body and you're going to have other bad effects in time if you continue in that negative cycle. But in the moment, you feel good. So mm. it's like understanding that these quick fixes that society is trying to sell us nowadays, they're not real growth. You know, that quick attention that you're going to get from someone liking your, you know, half-naked picture is that really going to feed into you as a human being on your journey in life? Or is that just fulfilling a momentary need that's actually leaving you empty at the end of the day? I, I agree with you. And I'm glad that you said that um, because you see a lot of times, not everybody, but majority of people do this. They're dating someone and they like this person. They make them feel good, but they're not good for you. Mm -hmm. When I heard that, I said, whoa. I said, mm -hmm. let me pull back the curtain. I said, you can date someone, they, you like them, they make you feel a certain way, but they're not good for you. And I think yeah. it ties exactly into what you're saying is we can't use feelings as a guiding stick when it comes to making certain big life choices. Not yeah. to say that we can't be emotional, mm -hmm. but the decision should not be driven by emotion. Yeah. Feelings, they come and go. And in life, you're going to have other situations that happen to you, whether it's your work finances, you know, health, family, those are all going to happen to you, to your personal growth and also to your relationship, which is the closest thing to you when you're living with a partner, trying to do life or grow a family with them. So you can't run your life based off your emotions and you need to have a good handle on how things affect you um, and then how that feeds into others that are closest to you. So once you understand yourself and your you know, mentality and how your brain processes things as they come at you through life, 
then you'll have a better understanding of how to keep things healthy in your life. I agree with that. And that's, and that's what's crazy for me because I think, and, and again, I want to try to wipe the board clean with this. Everyone says, don't be vulnerable. Don't be vulnerable. Be emotional. Don't be emotional. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say this and hopefully, you know, someone picks up on it. You can have emotion. You just cannot be emotional. You cannot mm-hmm. allow your life to run your emotions. You're allowed yeah. to have emotions. You're not a robot, but don't let your life be run by emotion. Yes. Your choices are separate than your feelings. And I think that's the biggest sacrifice in both self-growth and in love and relationships, because that's the fear. That's the fear that people face. Nowadays, people are terrified of someone hurting them because everyone, it's a me, me, me world and everyone wants the quick fix and no one wants to sacrifice what it really takes for it to Mm. work. And and that's the thing that like for me, I'll say talking about self-growth, it took an entire year of cognitive behavioral therapy for me to start to see a difference from those every bit of work over that year within my life in all aspects. So I had going into my growth journey, negative uh, habits and behaviors, bad influences, and that affected both myself and my relationship. It affected my health because I was so stressed. I wasn't able to feed into my fitness the way that I wanted to. I wasn't allocating time to reground myself as I needed. And then it was affecting my relationships because I was just, you know, felt like I was drowning. Every person I tried to date was just feeding into what was there, what was giving me attention and what was easy. And then if that didn't work, okay, back up. Where's the backup? Where's the other attention stream? Oh, what am I receiving from social media? Because, you know, as a woman, a woman online, you can get so much attention online. So, oh, this person's in my DMs. This person's in my DMs. Okay, well, I'm going to give up on this one because I'm getting this attention. This seems great. So that journey that I took for the year, um, I looked at my childhood. I looked at my relationships around me that I had seen through my entire life. And I learned where my real issues were. And mine was anxiety and running from things. Running from things through drinking, going out, getting attention, having multiple things on the go so I didn't have to really feel things. And just like trying to keep going and not being, you know, growth mentality, not having an actual set plan for my life and standing by that for myself. Wow, that that was incredible. I really thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad that like you touched on the um, things of social media mm-hmm. um, and wanting attention and like a backup guy, uh, mm-hmm. because these are all things that I discuss is never be someone's backup option. Yeah. You know, me personally, I'd rather date a girl who has her Instagram on private, not mm-hmm. out there like that. So I'm glad that you spoke about it because you see you used to be on that side and then you switched. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, th- that just means that there was truly a cognitive dissidence of change mm-hmm. um, within your character and behavior, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think the audience really wants to know, because, again, I'm going to ask you some game changing questions here. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the difference between old you and new you? Why don't you walk us through that yeah. journey? Because I think a lot of people um you know, they'll hear someone's story, but when we walk them through the journey, 
they say, wow, I can relate. So walk us through your journey from point A, which brought you to point B. Yeah. The biggest change was, first of all, going back to the beginning and really understanding my mind, my brain. Once I understood how my brain was receiving things, that's when I was able to catch it before it went into the negative cycle. So whenever those feelings and emotions come up, which you still have, you're still prone to those things that that's the wiring you were maybe born with or experienced too in your life. But once you understand how it works, you can then do different. When you know different, you can do different. So I make sure every day to set aside time for myself. My physical health is very important to me. Even I, I have a one-year-old child. Um, so even with him, I try to work out four times a week. Sometimes it's not always at the gym. And this is the balance that you find. I go to the gym maybe two times a week, max three. Then there's a gym in, in our building. I'll go in the building or go outside and just make sure you're moving and giving your body what it needs to run physically well. Make sure you're drinking enough water. Make sure you're sleeping, sleeping well. And that goes to the sleeping well. It goes to what relationships do you have in your life? Only allow those in your life that bring you peace. Now, that's kind of a catch-20 because it's like real relationships have problems always. Things are always going to come up. It's never this fairy tale world. But if someone's constantly not growing and not on the same page as you, that's whether it's a friend, friends are just as important, partner, even family members. You need to be so clear when you're on your journey and in, in a step from before or after. If I'm looking at myself, I didn't have those boundaries. I didn't have, I had friends in my life that dragged me down. They were living a certain lifestyle and influencing my decisions to be like that. And that wasn't going to lead me where I wanted to go. So part of that from before to now, I'll say I cut out the influences that weren't going to be where I want to get to. And it's not that I didn't love those people still. It's that when you want to change, you need to choose that. And you need to let go of those things that aren't going to allow you to grow to that person. So those that were on the same journey as me, I had to let them go. And now whenever things come my way, I have my baseline of my physical mental health. And I have that circle around me that's supportive. Um, and then I also have my ways of reacting to things when I feel that pull to go and just, you know, like try to seek for other attention or whatever to feel okay. Instead, I, I go inwards into myself and I, I stop, I pause, I let myself feel the emotion and then I choose different. Mm. Choice is very important. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I think a lot of times, and I hate to say this, I've noticed that single girls like other girls to be single with them. And so they too. can go out and do like partying yeah. and drinking. Single yeah. girls keep other girls single. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, she's leaving the pack. We don't like that. Yeah. Um, what you talked about is very important, I think. And I want to expand on that about having boundaries and standards. Um, because even myself, I didn't have those things. I didn't have mm -hmm. boundaries. I just, you know, I, I can definitely tell there's a big split between who I was before and who I mm -hmm. am now, because back then I was very ego driven. I was like, okay, I'm going to do what I want. 
I was very yeah. self-absorbed, especially in my dating style. And I like, mm -hmm. and I, and I will address this on like another podcast. Everyone has their dating style, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is your dating style serving or hurting you? So yeah. I know that my dating style back then was hurting me because I was only dating women as long as they looked good, mm -hmm. they had a good time, nothing else mattered, mm -hmm. right? And I could see the difference now because now I need more sustenance. Mm -hmm. I need a woman with character. You yeah. know what I mean? And I love the fact that you said relationships are not always peaceful. No. Now, I used to catch the 80-20 rule. Mm -hmm. We want 80% peace. We can yeah. have 20% discord. Mm -hmm. Because, again, they're not perfect. But this ideology that we have that they're supposed to be, they're not. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. So in the relationship dynamic, when you can understand, and I always say this, when I'm looking for a partner, how quickly can you solve conflict? That's my biggest thing or how you handle disagreements yeah, or what you're like when you're mad. Yeah. And that goes into your self growth because anytime you enter a relationship with someone else, you're both going to go to a point after you get over the honeymoon phase where you're faced with the reality of who you are, especially if you live with someone or have a family with them, because now you're adding responsibilities, stressors, and things of life that are already hard when you're alone in with another person and their own issues they're prone to. So you need to be open to looking deep within yourself and, and ch continuing your change process. I really think you can't even start a relationship till you're on the growth journey or have done some of that. But like everyone, I feel like it's like this, your growth journey. And then if you decide to get into a relationship, you both still need to be continuing to be like this together. Um, and then there's like waves and sometimes it's harder for one partner and sometimes it's easier. So it's, it's making sure you maintain that balance and that 80, 20, that you're, when problems come, cause they will. So instead of saying if they come, when they come. Yeah, when they come. It's resolving them. It's how you manage each other's anger reactions. It's, coming to a place of agreement and being on the same page about what works for your relationship and your life and maintaining that with trust. So it's, it's, you need all these components for a healthy relationship. And that's how you're in a good space to continue your own personal journey. Because if that then fails, then how do you keep growing yourself? That's going to take up all your energy and you won't continue to be healthy. Wow. Well, that is very, very impressive. Um, I, I actually want to ask you a question. I've been meaning to ask you this. What are the qualities of a healthy relationship? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people will look at my relationship is good, but you could tell that it's really not. So yeah. what are the standing qualities? Because we've all been on both sides. We've been in yeah. unhealthy relationships and healthy ones. But if we were to look at like the standard bearer of mm -hmm. what are or what do healthy relationships look like? I think the first thing I would say is finding someone that aligns with your morals and values that you're on the same page. So let's say if you both want a family, then you both need to want, like you both need to want a family, you know, on the main non-negotiables of life, you need to be on the same page on the wants of life. You can work together and find middle grounds. But on both of your mandatory needs and goals, you need to be aligning. Um, that's the first step. Because if you try to make something work, that's like 
one person wants like a family and a marriage and the other person isn't ready for that or, or doesn't know how to do that, isn't even on the journey to that, then that's going to be a huge divide that you need. It's possible to bridge it, but it's, it's a lot of work to get there. Mm. And that's why I'd say always look for someone like people need to be asking the real questions on the first few dates, you know, Agreed. like, you, yes, of course, if you get along, have banter, that's all great. But what about like, hey, what's your next five years look like? You know, what, mm. what do you want to achieve in the next five years? Do you want to have kids in the next five years? Like, these are things as a woman, you're going to be giving up your body for almost two years, like a year to grow them birth and then you know, taking care of them for usually a year here in Canada. And um, that's a big commitment. Mm. So it, it's like, you want to be aligned on the major things. And then you need to put in work through that relationship on your communication style, your trust, navigating conflict. And that's how you have that healthy relationship. I love that you said that. I'm going to ask you two questions. I'm going to start with the other one first, and then I'll bridge off into the other one when it comes to qualities of a relationship. You talked about healthy relationships and communication style. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask the question, why are women prolonging relationships? Mm -hmm. Because you mentioned that you're a mother, which I'm glad that you did. Mm -hmm. Why are women prolonging uh, relationships? And as you said, if you want marriage and you want kids, you have to be on the road to that, right? So mm -hmm. don't you think... I'm going to try to word it the best way is when you're on the road to that, or at least trying to be, why are women waiting so long when they're in their thirties or past 35s, mm. when we all know that geriatric pregnancy mm. happens after 35? Yeah. Yeah. I think that women are waiting for the right man, the perfect man, and it's not happening for them. Mm. And, and I think that society with the ad of social media now that's why we're mentioning the 2023 life it's hard to you know mitigate the pulse of the world because everything's so attainable it seems so attainable to you like a new person a new energy source um someone that seems shinier than your partner um, or what your friends are doing, even if they're on it, like, what are they doing? What are they doing on Tinder or dating apps or, you know, how much attention are they getting? And it's easy to compare and to give up on something. And it's also easy to nitpick and think that someone needs to be perfect for you to want to give to them. And I want to touch on that. We, as women now we're working, we're working women. So it's almost like our role is putting a lot of pressure on us now in society. And people need to understand that women have tons of pressure. We need to work and be a good woman and feminine. Mm. You know how hard that is to take on both roles and maintain your femininity and maintain not being the leader in a household, but still having to work like a man, but provide like a woman. It's very, very challenging to navigate that. And so women are getting this manly mentality of taking care of themselves because they have to and it's available to them. And then men are not knowing how to fill those shoes and meet those needs. And I don't think a lot of people are having the honest conversations with their friends or each other on what they need to grow in, both men and women. Women want to grow. They want to learn. 
but are they doing it the right way or just becoming stronger mm. women men heads of both mm. sides and men might be kind of lost because are you really having real talks with your boys on what's not helping your life agreed wow that was uh that was very very good because <laughs> i have conversations with both sides i talk with both men and women and i always try to tell women prioritize marriage prioritize kids stop wasting your 20s thinking that like i'm just gonna do whatever and then like in your 30s you're like ah you know what i i need a little more time make it a priority because you don't want to be 35 36 37 you're like oh wow okay i really need to have a family like i need to do mm -hmm. something without understanding also the dynamics you're older it might be more difficult to have a child yeah. you know what i mean like you need to plan these things and i love that you mentioned have the tough conversation how do you feel about kids when do you yeah. want to have children would you like to get married because some people just want to have children but they don't want to be married yeah yeah definitely. so these are all things that you need to know before you sign up for those things mm -hmm. um and i love the fact that you talked about like yes we're we have working women now we're not saying that women shouldn't work but you know at some point what gets compromised maybe femininity they take on more masculine roles men like to feel needed so yeah. if you're taking on these masculine roles and you're taking on all these things how is a man supposed to feel needed in your life you're like well i can pay my own bills i can pay my own car i can pay this 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 and this yeah, so yeah. he's gonna be like well you don't really need me then yeah and then they won't feel like they can be what they want to be for you in the in the same sense and and i think it's tough because we're told so many different pieces of advice what's the right answer you know, what's the right answer? And I think it's all about balance. Mm. Like, yes, we need to navigate these new realities, but we also need to be honest and genuine that men and women are different. And how do we handle those differences in this day and age? And how do we not fall into the traps of something just seeming easy that then ruins what we have going for us? Wow. You know what? You just ripped the bandaid off because I'm actually going to just go nuts. Hopefully you don't mind. Um, you, you said something there about like the, the working women and the masculine. See, the thing is, can you park it at the door? Can you go out, work, do your thing? But when you come home, can you be his piece? Can you still be feminine and gentle? Now, where I'm going to also flip the dice on the other side as men, we have to do the same thing because even mm -hmm. myself, I've made this mistake. I run a business, um, you know, stuff like that. And sometimes in my relationships, I didn't know how to put the businessman away. Mm -hmm. And in my relationships suffered because of that. And I had a girl tell me, she's like, look, like, I love the fact that you're so driven. You're so ambitious. Mm -hmm. You're so this, you're so that. But she's like, I want you. And I said, well, what do you mean? You have me. Like, we're committed to each other. What are you talking about? And she said something that still struck me till this day. I want the side of you that the world doesn't see. I want to mm -hmm. know that, like, you are Superman, that you can take off your cape when you're with me. Yeah. I don't need you to be Superman when you're with me. And some points I do, but I need you to be my man. Not the yeah. businessman, but my man. And I was yeah. like, and I had to sit with that and say, 
that is an excellent thing because I would come back, bring all this business energy. And I was just so like hyped about business and all this other stuff. But it's like, mm-hmm. she's like, I need my man. Yes, 100%. And, and I think that society, we're now reaching a point where everyone's miserable. They're realizing mm. it's not working. And there's a study that came out um, and it said that men aren't getting as much action anymore. Or if they're getting action, it's not anything oh, that's not. leading to anything. Yep. Like it's just a one time and the girls are not taking it anymore. They're not impressed and men are not getting what they want. They're not feeling like a man because none of it's working anymore. So now it's like the volume game, like just keep getting with all these people. You just keep leaving broken pieces over and over and over. And don't you feel like as me, tell me I'm not a guy, so I don't know. Go ahead. But I feel like if you're just doing all these hookups and no one wants to be serious with you, doesn't that seem like a failure as a man? Don't you want someone to genuinely want to be beside you in life and build with you? Yes, they do. They do. But men cannot compete sometimes with with a lot of the stuff going on on the women's side. You know, mm-hmm. as you said, the masculine energy. Some women are out earning some men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some women will will get an ideology where they're like, I want a guy that's six foot I want a guy with with washboard, and it's like, how many yeah. dudes fit that bill? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, not many guys fit that bill. Or like, she's a very alpha woman, and she wants a very alpha man. But let's be honest, not every guy are, is alpha. Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't mean that that guy's less of a man. I want to make that very clear. Um, but you see what I'm saying? It's it's lopsided on both sides. Yeah. And I think one thing that's been a real challenge for me is mitigating my stress responses as a woman in a way to convey my needs to my man without being alpha, you Mm. know, without demanding things, you know, you, and it's not even what a woman really wants. A woman, a true woman's desire is to be respected and cared for because a man wants to. We don't want to have to ask. But mm. then how do we make our needs known? Because sometimes they're just, they don't know. I have a and- way for, with tender and gentleness. I always mm. personally believe that when a woman loves her man and she expresses her needs, it's always done from the place of femininity yeah. and gentleness. It's yeah. always like, babe, you know, I love you, but can we do this? Or babe, yeah. I love you. But, you know, I'm, I'm feeling some way about this. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Always with tenderness and gentleness. But a lot of times, and it's not blaming the women, but a lot of times they're coming at you like a, yeah. like a machine gun. With their, yeah. and, you're, and you're a guy, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, you're trying to yeah. do the matrix and trying to dodge all these yeah. bullets. And you don't know what to do. Yeah. And then the ego goes up because you're like, how can a woman be talking to me like this? and demanding these things of me and trying to control me. But really, I'd say it's from a place of we're afraid. We're not feeling safe. We're not feeling stability. We need stability in a society where we already have to take on more of a workload now. We're working, we're earning, then we raise whatever children and we're usually, you know, especially in the beginning of years, the mother is an integral part of a, a child's life. And then you go into also being a good woman to your man and providing for him in the home and taking care of the home. We have so much stress and responsibility on us. 
we just want to feel safe as well. So mm. when that it comes out from this pent up over exhaustion and exertion into all these avenues that we weren't maybe made to be like in our core DNA. I, I love that you said that. And you see, like, this is why I talk to like both sides, right? Because like when I talk to like the working modern day women, they tell me, Michael, I'm tired. I say, well, why? Yeah. What's going on? And they say, well, I have to go to work for eight hours or 12 hours a day. They have to submit to a boss. Technically, that's what it is. Um, then they have to come home. They have to take care of the kids, clean the house, mm -hmm. be his girlfriend or his husband, have bedroom mm -hmm. fun with him, and try to keep all that consistent. Yeah. All of that consistent for like the rest of the relationship. It's literally impossible. Somewhere in the yeah. relationship is going to suffer. Date nights, bedroom yeah. fun. Somewhere it takes a hit. Now, I'm not saying that this is for everyone because we also have to understand economically. Now, it, now both people need to be working to sustain yeah. a household. Back to society. Society yeah. isn't setting it up well for relationships. They're not. So I always suggest as men become the best version of yourself, no matter what that looks like. You don't even have to be a six-figure dude. You want to you know, make 80000 whatever. Just mm -hmm. be top performing in everything that it is you do, mm -hmm. right? But try to, because you're the head of the household, try to leverage, this is why it's important to leverage the household to say, look, babe, like if you want to work, that's fine. You don't need to work full, full time. Mm -hmm. I'll work full time, maybe get like a side hustle or whatever. So mm -hmm. you can ease that tension. So she can either be a home, you know, she can take care of the kids if there are kids yeah. in play, um, you know, her job, like, let's say she scales it down. She's working like 20 hours a week or whatever. Yeah. Anything of that sense, because now the relationship doesn't suffer. You can go on date nights. You can have the bedroom fun. It 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 literally alleviates another argument. Yeah, definitely. And I'd say one thing, too, that's available these days is even though technology has its downfalls in the sense where there's a lot more to navigate in a relationship and discuss with your partner, we need to be having these open discussions of what's okay and what's respectful online and offline with our potential and current partners. Um, but there is ways now that you can work and make an income online and still be at home. And I'm lucky I, I found a remote job and I looked only for remote work and it took me a bit longer to find that when I finished my, finished my maternity leave because I knew that was the only way that this would work. And I'm glad that you said that. I'm really, because exactly, because you understood that it's the only way it's going to work for the child yeah. and the relationship. Because when you're in a relationship, there is no room for selfishness, especially when you have a child. Like now it's like, yo, like I'm not saying your needs don't matter, but the yeah. child's needs matter more than your needs. Yeah. So, and I think like, that's the level of understanding that like people are lacking. Like you see, like you took a remote job at home. So mm -hmm. you can focus on your child and you can also still maintain a successful, healthy relationship, which I think is fantastic. Um, you touched on something about hookup culture. How do you mm -hmm. feel about hookup culture? I think it's a big fat lie. Like, I mean, I just feel like you're creating connections that are just there and then lost. What are you learning from that? It's the same thing every time. You're not learning a new lesson, right? Like true connection and connections with depth that are a whole other level 
and stronger and, and become something even more, they come through, you know, continued lessons and growth with somebody. How can you just do like hookup, hookup, hookup? What, it's going to stay the same. You're never going to get anywhere different with that mentality. And I know that, you know, especially for men, but I think now girls are trying to adopt this as well. Like, oh, if I just get my action, I'm good to go. I can get action from whoever. I have what I want and I'm done. And, and guys are the same. They're like, oh, well, I'm going to get this girl and this girl. I'm the man because I have this and this. And I think it's honestly an ego grab because of the other things that are going on in society. Maybe men don't really feel like men of the household anymore. So they combat that with hooking up or not even attaining that. So it's like we need to face like the overall changes that are happening culturally to realize, let why don't we put love back that relationships are important? Why don't we put mm. back that strong family values make a great world and make your life better? I don't hear people talking about this. I don't hear people talking about the value of having one partner and growing mm. with that person, how that blesses your life in finances in adventure, in how well your your children grow up with you. Like, we're not talking about how positive these things are. I, I love that you said that, and, and we're going to expand on that idea. And I think what you said is very beautiful. But it's like we live in a world now where, as you said, we got hookup culture. We got open relationships now. So now we have these relationships where the guys are saying, look, I love you. I'll commit to you but I'm going to be with other people on the side, but yeah. I'm coming home to you. I'm not sharing resources. I'm yeah. not taking them out. They're just for fun. That's a yeah. new ideology that's being adapted. And anytime it's combated, they'll say, well, look at any King or any Sultan. He mm -hmm. always had many women. He had one, but he also had many others. Mm -hmm. So it's becoming very diluted now where these type of ideologies are being accepted. Men are mm -hmm. presenting them. Some women are accepting them. I posted something like that on Facebook and asked a question. A lot of women said, no, I wouldn't accept that. Yeah. Even if he was my guy, I'm sorry. And I understand. At the same time, though, I I'm not saying I'm like this, but I get why some guys do it. They make a lot of mm -hmm. money. You know, they still believe in the family ideology. They still do. Mm -hmm. But they just mm -hmm. want variety. Yeah, for sure. And I think that comes down to communication. If you're someone that doesn't care and you don't have that character like inside you and you find someone that will provide for you and you value not working at all and living a luxurious lifestyle over uh, um, monogamous one-on-one -on -one de deep relationship in that sense, then that's okay for them. That's never been my, my personality. Mm. So for me, that that isn't, and for many, many women, it doesn't make them happy. So then you have women that are miserable, and then that will make the men miserable, right? So I think it really comes down to communication. When you first meet someone, when you're working through life with someone, you need to understand the core character of who you, you need to get who you are to be I able agree. to share that with somebody else. And you need to be honest with who you are to find the right match for you. Or I else like it's that. gonna be back and forth and you're both miserable. I like that. And and see, I've never agreed with hookup culture. Now we've all hooked up, but I don't agree in being a heavy partaker in it because you leave parts of your soul in those mm -hmm. situations doing that. 
And then what happens when it comes time to finding your one? You've gone yeah. through so much trauma and difficulty through just hooking up mm-hmm. that now when it comes to having your one, you're bringing all this new baggage to their doorstep. Yeah, You know, I, I've spoken to some women who have said, yeah, they really like this guy because women always equate bedroom fun to like feelings. Like for them, it's mm-hmm. feelings. There's emotions. Yeah. And then he like never calls. Like they hooked mm-hmm. up. He never called after. And it like left her broken. Yeah. I've had girls tell me, oh man, I was depressed for like a month because he didn't call. Yeah. And I'm like, but you see, this is why I'm talking about healthy relationships on the men's side. And this mm-hmm. is why I'm going to hold men accountable. Mm-hmm. Be honest, men. Be honest with a girl. Say, hey, look, I'm not really feeling you like that. I find you attractive. Mm-hmm. Are you open to just having bedroom fun? Give mm-hmm. her the chance to say no. Give her the chance yeah. to say, I don't think that's for me. And women need to believe the words when they're being told them. You're yes. never going to change someone that doesn't want to change. You're never going to make someone's character different than who they are. It's up to them. Now, people do grow and change, but it's up to them. It's their choice. You think that anyone got through to me before I was ready to go on my own personal journey? And like my relationship I have right now is so funny because we met and we started seeing each other before I went through my journey of self-growth. And I had already started a bit, but I had to go through so many changes for it to actually be in a place that was healthy. Because when I was coming at it with all my baggage and my Mm. tendencies and my behavioral issues, that was adding onto the relationship and we couldn't communicate at all. And then it's the back and forth. Now then, so then you do the growth, then the other person has to do the growth as well. You all need to keep getting to the next level together. And you need to be open and honest with one another on what that looks like to you and what you need from the other person. And I love that you said that. And that's why I say, be honest. If if you don't like someone, just tell them, hey, I don't like you that way. But And then if you're that type of guy that still wants to, you know, have bedroom fun, but always be honest. And mm-hmm. I love what you said about women accepting. If a guy tells you that he doesn't like you, don't think that by, okay, he told me he doesn't like me now, but if yeah. I have bedroom fun with him, do his laundry. I'll earn it. Give him money. I will earn that and it's, from that's him. that's the ego. That's the ego trap. And it's like, you can realize that you're beautiful and strong and okay without someone committing to you. It's mm-hmm. okay if they don't want to commit to you. It doesn't mean that you're not worthy of commitment. It means that- Just not from them. From them. And, and it doesn't- even mean that like you're not incredible or wonderful it just maybe they're not even there yet maybe in 10 years there would be they would be but where's the where did women start believing that if they give themselves up and they give in to all these you know demands and tasks without the commitment they want and they've communicated they want that they're going to then get it it's more of a strong point to say okay no worries that you're not ready for that right now you don't see that with me it's okay move along and then if they come back five ten years down the road that they have to come back correct and be ready for what you want then but you're still i agree with that moving. i i agree with that exactly coming correct but i and i because and I, I see guys do it too they're like okay i'm gonna stay in this girl's friend zone to prove that to her that i'm boyfriend I'm like mm-hmm. stop 
Yeah. Just stop because I've done it too. Just stop. Yeah. Just accept that she doesn't see you that way. And I love the fact that you're, that you said your value is not equated to them. You yeah. have to look at it like this. They don't want to date you, but someone else will. They don't want to commit to you, but someone else will. So you mm -hmm. feeling like it's a proving ground to say, well, I'm going to prove to them. All you're going to do is burn yourself out, exhaust yourself and wait and wait and wait. Like mm -hmm. the girl from Twilight did when she waited for Robert to come back because he went on some journey. You may sit in there waiting by the window, waiting for this person yeah. to come back. Yeah, exactly. Like when I get into conflict now, instead of coming at it from this is my worth on this conflict, I feel my emotions internally with myself, but then I softly come to my partner as much as possible. We all make mistakes and you need to own those when you make them. But as much on the regular basis, come with clarity and your boundaries. And this mm. is what I'll accept. This is what I need. This is, you know, where I'm at, you know, and I love you. You always follow up with what's the base of your love in your relationship. It's your partnership. So it, it's never demanding of someone, someone else. It's, Hey, I'm sharing what I need. You know, what are you going to do with that? Mm. I got a trick question for you though. Now mm. a big one. We talked about growing and self-growth, right? Within the relationship confinement. But when people are growing and changing, their boundaries grow and change. Yeah. So how do you adapt to that? We've definitely like had those challenges. And I think that over time, especially if you start to have a family or a different career or any of these things or a different phase of life, you're getting older, you're going to always have to reevaluate your boundaries mm. in the relationship. And that's why you need constant communication within your relationship. Like one thing I love to do is just sit down, turn off all the screens and connect. Okay. So, okay. How are you feeling? Is there something that's really bothering you that I'm doing lately? Is there something else you're feeling you'd like me to do more of? Are you feeling your needs are being met? Like having these real conversations on a regular basis to see how your needs are changing or if you're even changing and it's affecting your partner. And I think just being honest when you go through your life changes and, you know, centering them in love and respect for what you have while delivering those it is just super important. Wow. Yeah. The reason why I asked that question is because some people will enter in a relationship and they started off good and it started off in one way, right? And everything is good, but then things happen in the relationship where there's pivots and changes. And then the person's looking at them. I thought that you were totally okay with this. And they'll say, I was for a bit, but now like, I want like this. Yeah. So it's like being able to pivot. Like, let's say in the beginning you did three date nights, right? Yeah. But then like you guys got older, maybe the schedule got lighter, let's say, for example, and you can maybe only do two. Mm -hmm. They might say, well, now I can only do two. And they're like, but when I told when we started dating, I told you I need four. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, as you said, it's that constant communication. Um, but yeah. let's break that down. What does that look like? You talked about shutting off screens and phones and actually having a sit down conversation. Yeah. Would you say that text message text? text messaging is a healthy form of communication or would you say that's no? How do you use that tool? I think that it's important, but I think that the most time you can spend with a partner or someone you're trying to date that's offline and in person is the most, like it's the best way that you can get to know someone. Mm. 
and also connect with them. So I think it's taking those moments and life is busy. Life is crazy. Like I'll say our date nights lessened a lot after having a child and those we have to manage the times we can go out and have fun, just us. And that's been like definitely a back and forth. And we both have different needs on that because again, I'm a female, he's a male. We have different desires and needs and things that fulfill us. Also love language. Our love language is different. So knowing the things that your partner needs, providing that, it's a selfless act. It's like, hey, I know your love language is acts of service. Mine is, you know, words of affirmation. So what do I give to you that you need that I don't really need? And what do you do for me that I need, like that you don't need? And it's, I think men, one thing I've noticed with a lot of men is that they need to understand that love your woman if you want a woman to love you well you love them how they need to be loved you make them feel mm-hmm. safe and secure and and you give that commitment the way they need it mm. and that's understand and that's and that's why it's very important to understand your woman because not all women are the same no so this is why i say too many experiences can ruin that because you're gonna think oh she's just like all the other ones but it's like you have to understand your woman and how she communicates and like how she like receives love and how she gives mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I wouldn't accept ex- like for people that are dating and looking for a real connection these days, I would say, are you growing in yourself? Are you on your own journey? Do you have your ducks in a row and your life figured out in the sense that you're moving upward and you're in a good place? Do you feel good about the way that you look? Do you feel you have a lot to offer? you know, in many aspects. Mm. Do you feel positive about your body image? Are you happy with your finances and in a good place for what you have? You don't need to be perfect in everything, but you have a handle of health and happiness within your own life. You need that to go out into the dating world. Then when you're dating, are you being clear with what you want? Are you being honest? Are you being open? You know, are you taking not just, oh, we're texting, we're snapping, we're on Insta, but no, we're gonna meet up, we're gonna talk, we're gonna get to know each other for real and see if there's a chance because aren't you just wasting time if you do like one, two months of that and it turns out to be nothing? I dud. Um, I have a crazy question here and 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 I think that you will have the answer for this. We've all been through multiple experiences, good and bad. But when you're looking to enter into a healthy relationship, how do you check the old baggage at the door? There's been some people who have been cheated on, childhood trauma. Um, There's even some, and see, I learned about this recently too, and I hope you touch on it, body dysphoria. I dated someone that Mm -hmm. had that, and they're like, look, we broke up because she's like, I don't like myself. Yeah. And because I don't like myself, I can't give you the best version of myself. So when you're in these spaces, as I said, like checking baggage at the door, cheating on body dysphoria, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever it is, do you, should you step out of the dating space to, to look at these things and heal and focus on them? Or should you date, work on them while still dating? I think if you're in a place where you understand what you struggle with and you are on your healing journey, you need to like feel comfortable in that And then if you're comfortable and confident in being open with that, then there's no issues with dating while you're going through your journey. Because I'll be honest, it doesn't stop. Like Mm. those childhood triggers 
are going to continue. They might lessen as you become a healthier, more well-rounded person and understand yourself better. But you can, you oftentimes will still have those pulls at different points in your life. And it's just something you need to understand and navigate. So once you're at a place that you do have the understanding and you're in a healthy place, then date because things don't just miracle disappear in life. You could go through a season where you gain weight and you all of a sudden develop a condition where you don't love yourself. You don't know what life has like coming for you, but what you can do is always be focusing back on yourself and, you know, making sure that you're checking those things, keeping them in a healthy level while you're on your dating journey. And then recognizing if it's not a match, like cut it quicker rather than, you know, later, if it's not aligning on your non-negotiable. And I like that you said that. And the reason why I brought that up is because let's say you've been cheated on. Yeah, it might lessen, but it might be more problematic in a relationship. Like, let's say you start dating again and the person does something that you're just like, oh, like that reminds me of this. Yeah. So I love the fact that you talked about catching yourself. And that's why I asked you that question, because we've all dealt with things. So I think it really depends on how quickly we can catch ourselves in those moments and pull ourselves back to say, yeah, that might've happened to me, but this is a completely brand new person. Yeah. And I think it's like defining what cheating is to you. You know, when you start a relationship, that's where the boundaries come in. For me, it, it's like a different definition than many other people. Tell, and tell. For me, cheating is entertainment. It's entertaining Ooh. somebody for an intent, whether okay. that's for attention or to provide them attention. Um, I see that as cheating because you're, it, it's like this new thing, micro cheating is what it's labeled. Micro cheating, okay. It's called micro cheating and, and it's still a break in the trust. Like I'm very old school about that and I don't play. And that's one thing that I put a lot of discussion in my relationship around and that's, this is the boundaries. This is my boundaries. And I need those because of my past hurt and pain. So you can literally voice it like that. This is my triggers. This is what I've gone through. It's not your fault. It's not your problem. But I know myself. I'm navigating that. But this is why I need openness in this area. This is okay. why we need to be on the same page. So how can we explain micro cheating entertain? I love that you said that I might have to use that for our next podcast. Yeah. How do you ex explain that? Is that somebody sliding into the DM and you reply back? Is that you liking? Because some people will even say cheating is you liking a picture. Yeah. So how do you label that correctly? You might, I've heard this too. A woman told me to me, it's cheating. If you tell me that you have a work husband or a work wife, that's mm -hmm. cheating to me. So please. Elaborate. I think it all comes down to intention and character. Like you can joke about things, right? But it, are they at work really flirting with someone and acting like they're mm -hmm. husband and wife? And yeah, of course that's cheating. Like, but every person, like a lot of people might not agree with me, but I also think that maybe people don't agree with me because they don't think that they can get a relationship that values that level of respect. 
Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like they yeah. really need to keep the bar low because they have to accept that level because it's just not out there. It's just so rare that like, I don't want, and yeah, sure. There's a lot of things that are accepted nowadays that weren't in the past, but I feel like micro cheating, for example, I don't entertain my DMs from anyone of the opposite sex, unless it's for work or unless it's for someone I actually know, business, you know, here and there, whatever. But if it's uh, anything that's flirty or, you know, about my looks or about chatting or continuing a conversation or building on that, it's just not replied to at all. Wow. And one thing that my partner, he doesn't have social media, but he shared with me that was a big thing from the beginning before I went through my healing journey that he didn't like was my social media presence. And I know a lot of girls are going to give me flack for this, but because I had an open Instagram, because I had pictures of me going out, looking good, and of course, men are sliding in for that. Men are seeing this and they're coming and they don't really care if you have a partner or not, or they don't even know it. So when you're first initially dating someone, now you're up against like 500 other dudes from all over the world. Like it's, it's, when does it end? Right. When does it men end? Men don't want to compete with other men for that. And I, I want to touch on what you're saying there. And I'm, I'm already liking your partner already. Sounds like an amazing guy. Um, wh- and I'm going to ask you this question. I feel like, with a lot of times when women do, it's okay to do it when you're single, like what you're talking about, the photos you had posted up, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, ask yourself this, is it going to attract to you a relationship or just attention? You see, that's where you got to draw the line because if you got photos of you at the club, posting, whatever, doing whatever you're doing, is that actually going to draw you in a partner? So I love that you brought that up because your partner brought it up to your concern to say, "Eh, I don't really like this. Well, it was later on when we, I went through my healing journey. I said, why did you never take me like kind of seriously at the beginning? And I was like, I was telling you clearly what I wanted, that I want something serious that I take. I don't give myself to someone till we're dating and we're official. And like, I set my boundaries very clearly with you and you are pursuing me, but why did it, you know, have its fallouts, you know, that we were having. And it came back to, well, your actions made me feel like you didn't want that or you weren't ready for that. Like you weren't like, like it wasn't looking like you were a wife. It's like you're still had single tendency behaviors. Exactly. And the people that I had around me as well, like the girls I had around me as well. And it's not to say that you don't, you should for sure have your you time, your girls nights, your this and that. But it's what do those look like when you're respecting your partner? Mm. And, you know, that's a thing that I think more men and women need to talk about. And I think women are willing to talk about. But I think there's when women are trying to tell guys what they need, it doesn't work. I think guys really need to be having conversations with other males about how to be a good man that Mm. a woman will feel happy and want to give to. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I have to touch on this because you brought this up, your your partner bring up your Instagram, because I posted something and I think you might have commented on it. Yeah. About would you give up your Instagram for your man? Yeah. 
did he ask you to give it up or did he just present the idea and say, I'm not comfortable with it. And you just said, well, I want the relationship with him more. I'm going to revitalize my Instagram. Can you break that down? Because you saw a lot of the comments. Women were like, no, 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 no. Business, business, business. But your answer and another answer was very unique. So can you touch on that? Well, I still have Instagram, but I made my Instagram private and I deleted all my old photos or just like archived them. And I only have people following me like that I accept now that are like either females or I know them business, like that kind of thing. They're not randoms that I'm accepting to see my my photographs. I also have photographs of my family, my relationship pinned to the top of my Instagram. So it's like very clear what I'm about and who I am. Um, So it's like, it's really helped a lot with that energy and that, you know, idea of attention through social media. And I think it took a while, like he never asked me to delete it. But when I made the changes, Mm. that's when there was the open conversation of, yeah, that really bothered me. I didn't like that. And it was kind of holding me back because I made the change myself. You wanted the relationship with him more than having uh, an Instagram because we all see the stories online. Guys will get girls on a panel. Would you give up your instagram for a relationship a lot of them are like no no i want i love my instagram and it's like well how are men supposed to compete when you're choosing instagram over a relationship i think you need to start walking if you want to be a wife start walking like a wife start acting like a wife like stop portraying yourself for a quick attention because you're going to attract a man that wants that you're not going to attract a man that wants someone long term if you're showing that side and and maybe like, I'm sure many people have different views and I respect all those views. That's just what worked for me. That's the only time I started not getting player guys. I started getting real connection and long-term commitments was when I stopped accepting less. And when I stopped believing less for myself and acting less. Wow. Well, that is very powerful. And I think like, that's what I'm saying. Like when you can look at yourself and do that self-reflectance, I want to ask you two more questions and then I'll let Mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. Why is it a lot of women say I will be feminine when he shows me that he's masculine? What, what, what what is that about? I would say because it's so scary. It's so Mm -hmm. scary for a woman to be hurt because we love so hard and we've dealt with, you know, pain and stuff in our life. Everyone does. So do men, but they just don't really talk about it as much. But it's like that fear is controlling the actions. So I want the perfect circumstances to be able to be who I'm supposed to be. How is that going to help someone else grow? There's been times in my relationship. So now it's been, we've been together four years. Four years is a long time. You learn a lot about somebody. So four years, what did I learn? There's times where I dropped the ball and he has to pick it up. There's times where he drops the ball and I have to pick it up and I have to do it scared. And it's the hardest to love and stand in your purpose and peace and your growth when someone else isn't there yet. Mm. But that's part of the process. There's no winning when you're not acting 
in your power. What do you win there? You don't win anything. I agree so with you. Be soft. Be soft. And and if they let you down, then walk away. But don't exactly. change your energy. I agree with that. And that's the problem. Women will say, well, I will be feminine when he shows. Because when I hear that, all that shows tells me is you are afraid. Because naturally, women are feminine, gentle, and soft. So if a guy's interested in you, why is he going to be like, deal with you if he's like, that girl's way too masculine, whatever. Yeah. Then he's repelled. But if you yeah. show femininity right from the beginning, and I understand, ladies, I want to make it very clear. I understand femininity is vulnerability. It's hard. It is vulnerability because back then, if, even if we use the dynamics, women were very feminine back then. There still are now. It's not gone. But back then, like femininity was like, like not that women were weak, but it was vulnerability. So then they yeah. needed a strong man to be there to protect them in those times of vulnerability. It's the same yeah. thing when a, when a woman gives birth to a child, she's very vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. And she needs a man there. So I'm mm -hmm. saying in the beginning, women should just show femininity right from the jump. Right and that's off your power. That's your power as a woman. It's okay to be let down. If he can't, well, guess what? That's You think he's going to regret that if you come like at him masculine in a masculine energy no i think it's more powerful if you walk away with your energy high and knowing who you are and staying in that and then they know that's a clear boundary like you're you don't get to treat me just any kind of way i don't accept that i don't accept that i'm staying calm i'm staying soft and i'm moving on to what is for me i like that um so the last thing i'm gonna add here and I i'm glad that we touched on healthy relationship yeah. so for me qualities is respect yeah right off the bat flat line like we are starting the relationship off with respect and that is respect for both person's feelings ideas thoughts and boundaries if that cannot be done it's not going to work so i think yeah. for any and people need to understand what respect is because people are not always going to agree with you especially in a partnership or a relationship they're not always going to agree and you have to understand how to navigate those waters so for me, when you can argue and have discord in healthy ways and respectful ways, that's like the best thing in the world. And yeah. also understanding compromise is a great skill. Learning how to compromise with each other. As you said, there's going to be times when you're going to drop the ball. It's not always going to be perfect, but who can pick it up and who can carry the load for a little bit. Um, so exactly. those things for me, those two things are like the best thing and always making sure that the relationship itself, not the male or the female, but the is a safe space. Yes. I think it's not acting out in anger or emotions. It is keeping that respect at the end of the day because you won't get anything accomplished or find a middle ground and solution within your emotions mm. or acting out of ego or fear. You know? And I love that you said that though because I, I get a lot of women that tell me my man won't open up. Well, have you created a safe space for him to do so? Or does he want to? Does or does he want, he want to? to? Like, it's both. It's, it's, he needs to want to, and you need to provide the space for that. Mm. And, and it's not easy. I want people to get this idea out of their head that growth is easy. Because if it was, it, we would all be millionaires. We would all just have everything for us, you know? But it's hard work but it's worth it. It's worth it when you actually genuinely try because 
you're you're on this journey with somebody else giving to you you're also giving to yourself and learning new things every day that you're sharing with them and you're creating more together than you could apart it has so much value that people really should start you know talking about it more and i think coming to terms with the fact that there will be sad moments there will be hard moments and that's okay and you can work through them without running away or without giving up that's so important too for that safe space i agree and that's what a relationship should be a safe space for both people to express ideas thoughts and feelings and you know as i said no one's perfect but it's like when you can do that to say uh, yeah i'm feeling this way and it's not like dismissed I think yeah. the worst thing is, is like where people get angry. I do. Everyone does yeah. is when you're expressing a feeling and it just gets dismissed and you're like, yeah. I just like told you something, how I'm feeling or like what's going on. And you totally just dismissed it. See yeah. now that's disrespect. Yeah. And it's ego. A lot of it stems from ego and maybe the other person just isn't there on their growth yet to recognize that it's important for both parties to be heard and seen they think it's easier for them maybe they're overwhelmed they don't know it's easier to just dismiss it mm. but in the long run you're not going to get closer to each other you're not mm. going to conquer this issue without re resolution and resolution is compromise i agree so i have this question again because i like before we did this interview, there was questions that I always wanted to ask you. And there's one that's been burning in my brain that I think that because you're in a successful relationship and you're a mom, that you will be able to answer this question. And hopefully for the audience, they can take it. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about expressing things to our partners. Mm -hmm. What do you do if they're not in the space for it? Does it mean they don't want to listen? But like, mm -hmm. you know, as you as we've mentioned on this podcast for an hour, you know, you're both working, you're trying to maintain the yeah, relationship, yeah. you're trying to do everything. And it's like, let's say there's things that are on your mind that you want to talk about and you want to talk about them, but let's say they're not in the space to talk about them. How do you go about navigating that? Yeah, I think empathy is important and I think self-regulation. So that's where when you have your own journey, you know the things you need to love yourself. So if they're in a bad space and they're not capable in that moment to do it, it's great to have solid friends in your corner that you can reach out to for some support. But even more than that, it's great to have your own uh, routines that help keep you grounded. So whether that's understanding where your mind goes with fear of abandonment or rejection, if that's your trigger, you then pull back, understand they're not in a space to talk to you, then work through how that's making you feel. Mm. I am afraid. I'm afraid that they're going to leave me. I'm afraid that if they go through with these plans, they're going to cheat on me. And this is triggering my cheating fear from my past. Or You need to face those within your own mind to, to conquer them. And mm. then you need to be at peace with, these are just fears. These are just what I've been through before. And if that even did happen, we deal with this when it comes. But right now, that person needs space. I'm self-regulating. I'm coming back to my own to stay the healthy person and the healthy influence I am in the relationship. When it is a better space, you try again. Mm. And you try again from that place of growth and strength. You're not dumping your trauma back onto the trauma. 
And I love that you said that because like, let's say you both come home from work and they want to talk about something, but you just worked like an eight or 12 hour shift. They might not be in the space. Like it might not even be anything negative. It's just mentally, they haven't digressed from working that eight to 12 hour shift. And they're like, okay, like I need a minute to like digress. And then they're like, well, I need to talk to you about something. And you're like, I can't even comprehend or even have the emotional capacity to even handle it. Yeah. And then even sometimes a person might take that offensively. And that's why I brought it up because they might be like, well, what do you mean you don't want to talk right now? Like, and you're like, I emotionally, I just can't. And it's like, why are you hurt that they don't want to talk right now? It's true. You need to look at that. Why is this mm -hmm. making me feel pain? So instead of just feeling your emotions and letting them control you, look at your emotions. Why are they happening? They're happening because of something else, because mm. of something deeper, either a fear, an anger, an unresolved trauma. Not being heard. Not being heard. Like there's a reason behind it. So never let a conflict be just that conflict. Step back, reevaluate, and also see why you're having these reactions. Mm. And that's the only way forward because I know like my partner and I, we never come to a resolution when we're working out of my fear and his ego. And that's our, both of our pulls. It never works. If I'm going into like codependency and he's going into like hyper, um, I, I, what's the word for it? Like hyper alone or, you know, where you're just lone wolf, that will never work. And that's our pulls to keep us safe. So how do you, get out of that and continue a successful relationship. It's the pause, it's the respecting each other's points where they need a break, and then the self-regulation and self-love. Mm. If you don't love yourself, if you don't feel worthy of love, if you don't feel confident in your where you are and, and yourself and what you bring to the table, how can you come at things with the confidence and with the respect and love for your partner? Well, that's interesting that you said that, though, because some people say I need a break from my partner and some people take that in an offensive way. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, because I think you also got to look at the dynamics. I think when you're in the dating phase, you could say, yeah, I need a little bit of space. But I think once you're married, that's different. I, I don't know. With someone, you can't. Where, where are you going to go? The other room? <laughs> you go the other room. Oh, I'm going to go on this side of the bed now, two inches over and not look at you. Like, it is a hard thing to navigate, and it's what people need to learn more. That's why you don't get on your phone and then start looking for a new supply. That's why mm. in the face of that, you pause, you feel it, you really face your issues, and then you come back together, and you come back stronger. Because when you're able, sometimes it's just, you want to fight, you want to cry, hug your partner. If that mm. works for you guys, go away for five minutes, come back, and just hug each other. And say, That's what it says in okay. Way of the Superior Man. It says women want to be loved unconditionally. So when she's crying and she's upset, don't say, just hug her because it makes her feel like, okay, Same. even though I'm a mess right now, he still wants me. Maybe we don't have the solution right now. Maybe this conflict's going to continue to come up, but we aren't going to resolve it in this headspace. Mm. So let's get to a better place, get back to ourselves, back to a balanced emotion, and then we can find a middle ground. Because what I need is different than what you need. And that's okay. It's not to say that you're a horrible person because my needs are different. Everybody's needs are different. We're different human beings. 
It's what works for us and how do we accomplish that? In yeah, it works for the relationship to take it where it needs to go. Exactly. Um, well, no, I appreciate the time, everybody. This has yeah. been fantastic. I could probably keep going, but we're going to wrap <laughs> up the show. Um, I appreciate everybody that liked, comment, shared. As I said, her stuff is down below. Guys, don't be sliding in there doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah. No DMs. Uh, they I'm making it very clear. Uh, but if there's any women that want to talk to her on Facebook or whatever, please do reach out to her. You know, if you are a woman who's looking to understand growth, personal development, Alesha is the person you want to reach out to. So have a fantastic day and I will see you guys for the next stream.